Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, Duval. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Day two of Jacksonville Jaguars training camp is in the books. A little more juice out there today. Some big time for performances on the field. None bigger than Trevor Lawrence's, who is, of course, who you want to see playing well. He was perfect in the team portion of practice. We'll get into all that and more here on Duval Daily. Please hit the like and subscribe button uh, so um, so you can help us grow the channel here and make sure to hit the notification bell as well so you don't miss a show. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo for all the updates from training camp. Everything I'm seeing is going straight to my uh, Twitter there, at Jordan DeLugo, and of course, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Antoine Young's checking in, best Jaguars YouTuber. Really appreciate that, Antoine. Uh, Chase has got his popcorn ready. Love to see it. Y'all love the excitement. Yes. Uh, Carl checks in saying the kicking game did not sound too good. We can start off with that. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, the kickers struggled a little bit today. Um, you had Mevis missing a couple kicks. You had Santoso missing a kick as well. None of those were from super, super deep. I think they were 45 yards or less, all those misses. So that's obviously a little concerning. I think you don't want to read too much into it. Um, at, at this stage in camp, they are still just getting getting used to everything, getting used to being on a new field. I wouldn't be too worried. I think Mevis proved his uh, value last year at Iowa State. And he, he's a talented kicker. Um, Santoso has a huge leg as well. So we'll, we'll monitor that. Not a good day for the kickers, though, certainly. Um, you, you don't want to freak out this early in camp. And I encourage you not to because it's a long way to go. But they definitely need to rebound and improve moving forward Do the kickers, Andrew Mevis and Ryan Santoso. Not a great showing. So let's go ahead and get into it. Trevor Lawrence, your quarterback, first overall pick in 2021. He had a perfect practice. When you look at um, team drills, which is 11 on 11 and 7 on 7, and again, we are not in pads yet, right? Pads are not coming on until Sunday. So you know, once pads are on, then, then everybody can really start getting a little more chippy, a little more aggressive, a little more physical. Still, I mean, this guy went 17 of 17 in team drills in the team portion of today's practice. That means no receivers dropped the ball in that in that in those periods, which I think it was four different throwing periods of uh, seven on seven or 11 on 11. And Lawrence was just dropping dimes. Uh, He was hitting everything really accurately in the short to intermediate game. Um, he, he got Laquan Treadwell, uh, who really just stacked up Chris Claybrooks with ease on this one on just a nine route down the sideline. 
and uh, he hit him in stride. Beautiful pass there to Laquan, who hauled it in, and you saw everyone else. Uh, during the team portion of drills, when Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball, nobody let it hit the ground. 17 of 17 for Trevor Lawrence. Really crazy. Really, I, I've never seen a Jaguars quarterback perform like that during training camp, padded practice or not. Um, the level of precision and uh, just the consistency throughout the day from Trevor was really encouraging. It wasn't just like one type of route. I said he hit the deep ball. Um, he hit a bunch of short stuff. He hit some intermediate stuff, was able to uh, dissect the defense pretty well. And again, let's not make this into something it's not. It is a training camp practice, a non-padded training camp practice. But when you're looking at what happened over the last or the first two days of training camp, you feel really good about what you're seeing from Trevor Lawrence. And that's what you want. This guy needs to be the franchise quarterback you drafted him to be. He has all the talent in the world to do so. He's an excellent leader, as he's been showing uh, throughout the offseason and even last year, certainly. So things are moving in the right direction for Trevor Lawrence. It seems like the offense makes sense, uh, much more so than it did last year. You certainly did not see Trevor performing at this high of level in training camp last year. While he did have some really big days, he had some really good days in training camp. Nothing quite like this. Really just, he was perfect. I don't know how else to put it. And now, will the defense be more intense once the pads come on? More intense as as you go through camp? Absolutely. But this is what you want to see at this point in camp. And I don't think I've ever seen it from a Jaguars quarterback before. Antoine says, unfortunately, no news on Lloyd. Yeah, so, I mean, I did see Lloyd working out today. Um, he wasn't running, but he was, <clears throat> excuse me. He was uh, he was doing some weight work um, with his legs, lightweight work, and uh, he's not limping today, so that's a good thing. I think um, he'll be back before the regular season. I think he will. When will that be? I'm not sure. Dustin says, do you believe that Dan Arnold will have a big year? I do believe Dan Arnold will have a really efficient year. Um, he's clearly the second receiving tight end on the team behind Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's definitely the starter at this point. Um, I think Dan Arnold, though, when he does get his opportunities on the field, and they will give them to him, like this Doug Peterson offense, it's going to get a lot of guys in and out, a lot of guys on the field to make different plays and different uh, different packages and different situations. And I think Dan Arnold will be a heavy contributor. He looks good. Make no mistake about it. Underrated says, how is Kevin Austin doing? Just joined. So Kevin Austin, um, yeah, he didn't look great today during the individual portion of, or the the positional portions of practice. Um, kind of struggled catching the football um, he is working hard. He's working before practice. He's working after practice. He has, he clearly has ability. It's just about harnessing it and focusing it and being more consistent. If if you're asking about is Kevin Austin in line to make the roster, the 53, I have a really hard time seeing that right now. Laquan Treadwell looks even better than he did last year. 
he looks really good. And when you just talk about you're probably keeping six receivers, if you're keeping seven, I still don't think Kevin Austin would be the seventh right now. You look at Lawan Winningham, who is a, a tall, lanky receiver. He continued to acquit himself well, made a contested catch today after making a really impressive grab yesterday. I think Winningham would be in front of him. I think Tim Jones would be in front of him. I think Marvin Hall might be in front of him. I think um, Jeff Cotton. So, yeah, Kevin Austin has a long way to go and a short time to get there. Fortunately for him, he will have opportunities uh, throughout the rest of the preseason and or throughout the rest of training camp and into the preseason. Chandler says, I'm a little worried with playing in the Hall of Fame game so soon ever since the players... Yeah, I, you're saying that you know they're not going to have a padded practice till Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, and then they play in a game four, four days later. I don't think you're going to see the starters. I don't think you should see the starters. I don't think you should see anyone who is going to be considered a heavy contributor, even if they're not a starter. For the most part, yeah, I think you need to see the backups in that one. I wouldn't worry about getting Trevor Lawrence and everybody else on the field uh, just four days after putting pads on for the first time. Cole says, I can remember Vic once reporting Brady did it against us in a joint practice. Yeah, so there's definitely other quarterbacks and other teams who have had perfect days from the quarterback and the receivers in the team drills. Um, yeah, Tom Brady's done it um, probably a million times. I know Peyton Manning did it a lot. So, yeah, it's not that it's unheard of around the league. It's unheard of in Jacksonville. And the fact that Trevor Lawrence is bringing that is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, Kevin Austin had a bad drop today. Carl says he certainly did. What else we got? Irish Jags fan says, hi from Dublin, checking in. Did you see anything from Trayvon Walker today? Trayvon Walker, yes, I did. Uh, he was lined up with the first team defense. Shouldn't be a surprise there. He um he uh, he lined up against Cam Robinson a couple times and and got some pressure, pushed him into the backfield. I think that's going to be a really fun matchup to watch once once pads come on. And then you also had Josh Allen talking about the team and a lot of different things after practice, and he raved about Trayvon Walker. Um, so I think things are really moving in a good direction there. He's getting in work before and after practice. Trayvon Walker is. And Josh Allen sees that he's really um, kind of like a sponge and just trying to do everything the right way. All right, just looking through some uh, some comments here. We've got a lot coming in here. I'm going to roll through some of my, my points I want to get to, and then we can try to get into some more comments. But uh, Jawan Taylor and Walker Little, they were trading off at right tackle today with, with the ones. Jawan still got the first reps, but you did see Walker Little getting in there with the ones, which um, if this is going to be a real competition, you're going to need to see that. Right now, it looks like Jawan is still the one there. But uh, as camp rolls along, like let, yesterday, Walker Little didn't get any reps with the ones. Today, he got some. I think you just want to keep monitoring that as camp rolls on. Uh, Luke Fortner and Tyler Shatley, they both stuck with the ones at center and left guard throughout the practice, respectively. Luke Fortner lining up at center and Tyler Shatley at left guard. 
So it looks like, you know, they talked about that being in a competition between Luke Fortner, Tyler Shatley, and Ben Barch for those two spots at left guard and center. You know, Ben Barch competing at left guard, Tyler Shatley and Luke Fortner competing at both positions. But it looks like at this point, probably Luke Fortner and Tyler Shatley are going to hold down the interior with also, of course, Brandon Scherf at right guard. And I think that's an exciting group, interesting group. Tyler, uh, Tyler Shatley, longtime veteran, really has proven himself th- over the years. Luke Fortner, I've talked about him a ton. I had a second round grade on him. They got him in the third. He's big, he's smart, he's fast. I think he's going to fit in pretty seamlessly for the Jaguars at center. But that does mean there's no work for Ben Barch with the ones, which is a little surprising based on some of the things we heard from inside the building and the progress he made throughout last year. But I get it. You're paying Tyler Shatley to be here. You drafted Luke Fortner to get him on the field. Um, I get it. I, I do. It'll be interesting to see if Ben Barch does end up getting some reps there with the ones. And then, you know, Devin Lloyd suffered the uh, hamstring injury, as everyone knows by now, I'm sure, which means uh, someone else will be filling in with the ones next to Foya Lewican at inside linebacker, off-ball linebacker. Uh, Shaq Quarterman got the first opportunities yesterday. He got the first opportunities again today. And Chad Muma, he also got some reps with the ones. So you're going to see them kind of trading off a little bit here. I love Shaquille Quarterman. He's a Jacksonville native. He loves being here. He's very intense. He does things the right way. He's a pro's pro, even at a young age. But there's simply things physically, athletically, that Chad Muma can do on the field that Shaquille Quarterman cannot. And so I think if you were to look at, you know, who would start if a game had to be played, I think right now it would be Shaquille Quarterman, but I think in two weeks that probably won't be the case. So backup quarterbacks, you've still got C.J. Beathard who is taking uh, – or he's he's thrown the ball in uh, positional drills, individual drills, but he's not getting out there with the team stuff. And so you still have Jake Luton and Kyle Slaughter as the – primary backups, Luton being the number two right now, Slaughter being three. Slaughter really struggled today. Um, He had some issues taking snaps from under center. And for that matter, Casey McDermott, the backup center, struggled with that as well. Um, Struggled delivering snaps. And you just saw Slaughter get a little frustrated, I think a little overwhelmed. I, I, I feel for the guy. He's been around the NFL. He played in the USFL. He's been really fighting and and working and grinding, but from what I have seen over these first two days, I think once Beathard is healthy, I'm not sure that Slaughter is going to have uh, much of an opportunity to compete here. Want to talk about offensive line coach Phil Rauscher? This guy, if you guys remember, like Joe DiCamillis as the special teams coordinator, just had this really commanding presence. Phil Rauscher has a really commanding presence when the offense is on the field, whether it be trying to get the team to really uh, break and and get out into the formation really quickly or uh, just giving pointers and being loud on like, after you make the catch, plant and go, plant and go, let's go. He just has something to say uh, pretty much every play. And he's a a lot of fun to uh, be around and a lot of fun to hear him out there communicating with the rest of the team. 
All right. So what else do we got? LaVisca. They're going to use him in some fun ways. Now, I don't think at this point they're looking at him as one of their top three receivers. I think that's still pretty clearly Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, and Zay Jones. But Visca, they're using in a, in a lot of fun ways. Um, they're getting him the ball quickly, getting him the ball in space. And uh, I also saw him, you know, being an effective blocker when you had the ball coming behind him, the ball carrier. So as long as he can do the little things, catch the football, um, I think he looks a little quicker than he did last year. He's admitted that himself. So uh, last year he was working a little bit too much on the um, working too much in the weight room. He admitted it, and this year he's been focused more on his uh, quickness, his speed, all that, that that fun stuff. That you know, it's a fine balance when you're such a big physical receiver like Lavisca Chenault is. You know, six two, two hundred twenty, two hundred thirty pounds. Um, he needs to have the right balance of speed quickness and power last year i think he had a little too much power obviously there was other extenuating circumstances going on within the locker room with the head coaching situation all the discord there that i don't think helped him and i don't think it helped him when you know dj chark went down with an injury last year and he got thrust into a starting outside role that he wasn't really prepared for so um I think this year you're going to see a much better LaVisca Chenault. You're going to see him used in ways that really accentuate his skill set, which is exciting. Christian Kirk redeemed himself uh, yesterday on the first uh, pass in team, the team portion of practice. Trevor targeted Christian Kirk on a quick little speed out, and Trey Herndon locked him up and, and uh, made sure that that pass wasn't completed. Well, they were lined up again in a very similar situation, this time on the opposite side of the field, but a quick out. From Trevor to Christian, who created enough separation, um, running towards the sideline, breaking out from his route, and he was able to haul it in. So that looked good. But Christian Kirk in general just looks the part as a starting wide receiver. Not as a wide receiver one, but as a good starting receiver. Um, He caught a lot of passes on the day, four total in the team portion of the practice. So Trevor was really targeting him a lot. And obviously, as I mentioned earlier, Lawrence was 17 of 17 in the team portion. So Christian Kirk hauled in all those passes. I think you saw Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne. They continue to be heavily featured in a lot of different ways in this offense. You've seen, I tried to tell people and people don't want to hear, it, but just because Urban Meyer is not around anymore does not mean Travis Etienne will, will no longer be running from the slot or out wide. He's still going to have his opportunities as a receiver, not just out of the backfield, but lined up as an actual receiver in the slot or at wide, out wide. He, he's had those opportunities. He's made the most of them. He continues to shine, just look really explosive, um, catch everything that's thrown to him. And Evan Ingram, same thing. He's catching everything. He did drop one pass um, in the uh, in the positional drills. And it was, I don't remember who it was from, but once once you got in and had the actual defense on the field, Evan Ingram locked it up, looked really good. He's just so athletic for the tight end position. Can't remember if I mentioned it yet, but Mike Caldwell, Jaguars defensive coordinator, spoke to the media before practice. He would not, he was pretty cagey. He wouldn't commit to much. Um, he was very kind of just not wanting to give answers on like, 
Do you think this team can be elite? Um, do you, will Andre Sisco be a starter? Who will be the green dot player now that Devin Lloyd is not available? Will it be Foye Aluakim? He wouldn't really answer those questions directly, which is fine. I think he's uh, still – this is his first year as a defensive coordinator. He's still figuring himself out there uh, in terms of how he wants to engage with the media, which is fine. Uh, he wouldn't commit to Andre Sisco being a starter, but from what you've seen on the practice field the last couple of days – pretty clear that Andre Cisco is in the starting lineup, um, at least from what we've seen so far. Vibes are really good. Um, Josh Allen, like I said, was fired up after practice. He talked about it multiple times. He wants to be the best player in the NFL. No, I, I did not stutter, and he did not stutter. He wants to be the best player in the NFL. That's his goal, and whether or not that's realistic, you know, whatever, but his mindset, his work ethic, his passion is being the best player in the NFL. It's not being the best Josh Allen he can be. It's not just doing what he can for his team. He has set the bar high for himself this year. He wants to be the very best player in the NFL. Now, can he get there? Probably not. But can he be one of the best players on a better Jaguars team? One of the leaders of this team? Yeah. I mentioned he, he talked about Trayvon Walker, how he thinks Trayvon is going to be a force to be reckoned with on Sundays. And he raved about the entire defense's depth. Uh, he, he He's like, you know, we have all these guys we had last year for the most part, like Tyson and Shaquille and, and Andre and, um, and Dewan Smoot, all these guys. But we also have all these new players like Foley and Foye and Devin and Chad and, uh, and, and Darius Williams, Arden Key there's just more depth and he's really excited about that. And he's really excited about the coaching staff. He says they're teaching them how to really think about the game, the real concepts that they're running and they're treating them with respect. And he said they're being, being treated like grown men. And that kind of continues the sentiment that Trevor expressed yesterday when he talked to the media where they didn't directly say, you know, last year was terrible. You know, we didn't have a good coaching situation but they didn't have to say it. Everyone knows it and everyone knows how much better the situation is now. And you're continuing to see that, which is pretty exciting stuff. All right. I'll jump into some comments now. That is the, uh, the, the bulk of what I wanted to get through. Bradley Hamilton says, I hope these cornerbacks we drafted do. Okay. Maybe have a special teams present similar to Ford. So yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I've been focusing more on the starters, more on the ones, but I, I was watching Monteric Brown today a little bit. He was lined up close to me on the outside uh, with the backups, and I just think this is a guy that is ready to be a pro, and he was their seventh-round pick out of Arkansas. But he picked off five passes in the SEC last year. only reason he fell to the seventh round is because he ran a 4-5-something in his uh, 40-yard dash and didn't look like an elite athlete, but his play on the field suggests he can last in the NFL and Gregory Jr. can play as well. I have no doubt about that. Ben says, how does the right tackle battle look right now? It looks like Jawan has the advantage, but I can't really comment on how well they're playing when, when they're not playing with pads on. When you look at the offensive and defensive line, I'm just not really willing to do that until you get pads on. Cisco slash Campbell updates people are asking for. 
So I talked about Cisco just now. He looks good. Tyson Campbell looks good too. They're going to be running a lot of zone defenses uh, in this scheme, I believe, and that's where Tyson fits best. I think that's where Cisco fits best too. Getting their eyes in the backfield, uh, being able to focus on where the quarterback's looking really plays into the strong suits of those two players, in my opinion. What else do we got? Sam says, I don't want a competition at right tackle. I'd like Walker to get those reps. I personally agree with you. The Jaguars have some confidence still in Jawan Taylor, and they want to make sure they give him the opportunity to prove that uh, he he can get it done. And look, I don't think he's a franchise tackle, uh, as you've said here, but I do think he's in a better situation. And having Phil Rauscher as his offensive line coach Doug Peterson as the play caller and, and and the guy building out that system, I think he makes some strides if he gets the opportunity to play this year. I do think Jawan Taylor will. I think the entire offensive line will, for that matter. Do the coaches seem excited? Oh, yeah, they're fired up. Like I said, Phil Rauscher is super excited. Uh, Doug Peterson's always smiling, and it's good vibes right now, no doubt about that. Bradley says, I'm really hyped on Luke Fortner. You should be, in my opinion. Carl says, yeah, Cisco almost blew someone up. Yeah, I think if this was a padded practice where you're allowed to hit or you're in an actual game, I think it might be the um, Chris Manhurts catch that you're talking about. Manhurts had to elevate for the ball, and he did so and brought it down. It was a good catch. But does Andre Cisco blow that up if that's a game? He might, yeah. James says Luke is highly intelligent. He really is. Not only off the field with all of his degrees, but on the field, high football IQ. He's really good at, and in this scheme, you're going to need to do it, passing off. When, you, when you're getting out on the move, there's a point where you're going to have to pass off blocks to the next guy. And knowing when to do that, feeling when to do that, knowing where the leverage is, I think Luke is uh, advanced in terms of that because that's the type of scheme he ran at Kentucky. Usenib says, what do you think of Josh Allen's rant about Dasani water having chemicals in it? I'm not a water snob. You know, it's funny. My wife, she is a big water snob. Uh, I can I can drink tap water. I can drink Dasani. I don't care what it is. But I know a lot of people are, are big time haters on Dasani. I, won't, I will say it does taste like a little different, but I don't really care. Not a water snob over here. I'm from Florida, you know. I've been drinking all sorts of water. So... Brandon says, so do you think we'll get a throwback helmet this year? I mean, don't you think it would have been announced by now? All these other teams have announced it. I don't really think so. And if you did get a throwback helmet, what would it be? A black helmet with the old logo on it? I mean, you've pretty much got a throwback helmet right now. Bradley says, I want a defense that can rotate. Having an O-line face two or three different defensive players and thus three different styles can lead to a lot of frustration and mistakes. And you will. That is key. And that's part of what Josh Allen talked about with the depth. Um, you're going to see, and more so in the front seven and the back end, I would say, but you're going to see uh, on early downs, you're going to see a lot of Malcolm Brown, a lot of Foley Fatu Kasi, uh, Devon Hamilton, Roy Robertson Harris. Um, and of course, I think Trayvon and Josh Allen, they're going to be on the field 
most of the time, regardless of the situation. But you're going to get Arden Key mixed in there as a pass rusher, interior pass rusher. You're going to get Dewan Smoot on the field. You're going to get Caleb on Chase on mixed in there. And I know a lot of people aren't excited about that. But if he has a specific role in this defense uh, as an outside linebacker and they get him in in specific situations, I do think you could see him take a step forward. Yeah, we've got some questions about EJ Perry. He had a non-football injury, which I'm not sure what it was, but the team released him due to that. Robert says, how did Buster Brown look so far? Yeah, I agree. I just talked about that. I think he could be a steal. Bradley says, Visca and Kirk getting some run plays in is awesome. Yes, that's part of that creativity you're going to see on offense, getting the getting your offensive weapons, your, your players that can do something with the ball in their hand, getting the, the ball in their hand in creative ways, getting it to them quickly and letting them work. And that is why you have to have such good blockers out wide at receiver like Zay Jones and, and uh, Levis, or excuse me, Laquan Treadwell. Bradley says, give Visca some space and he'll make you pay. Exactly. Give him one block and, and he'll do the rest. Jeremy says, what kind of offense are the Jags going to be running? That's a good question. I've talked about it a good amount. Doug Peterson comes from the West Coast system, which is a lot of quick dropbacks, get the ball out quickly, timing and quick throws, uh, three-step drops. But you're going to be mixing in play action. You're going to be mixing in RPOs, read options, uh, a lot of different stuff like that. There's going to be pre-snap motion, which gives your quarterback an inherent advantage and gives the offense an advantage. Uh, so, yeah, you'll you'll see a lot of that st- type of stuff. Brandon says, is James Robinson working on his own at training camp? Yeah, pretty much. He's working with a trainer. Um, he's getting in. I think he did a little bit of pass pro work today, but it's still mainly just doing some running and cutting off to the side. Underrated says, you are growing so fast. You're getting hundreds of subs a day. I respect your grind. I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone for being here. Uh, my goal is just to provide as much insight and analysis as I possibly can here. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo too. That'll have more real time up to date um, stuff from training camp each day. Jaguar man says, Brandon, uh, J Rob will be missing week one versus commanders. He most likely will make it to week two. Versus- I don't know where you're getting that from Jaguar man. But Doug Peterson said yesterday their goal is mid-August for James Robinson to be back. If he's ready mid-August, then you're talking about him being ready for the start of the regular season. Robert says Winningham still balling. Yep, he had another good day. Uh, Snoop Connor, he's been really steady as he goes. Hasn't really flashed in any big way, but he's taking care of business, doing everything you want him to, to, um, to do at this point. Bradley says, we have some solid luck on seventh rounders. I like Clay Brooks. Yeah, Clay Brooks is going to have a tough time beating out Buster Brown, um, Gregory Jr., even Xavier Crawford, who came over from Chicago. He followed Deshae Townsend, the the cornerbacks coach and and passing gra- passing game coordinator for the defense over from Chicago. So there's definitely competition at the back end of the roster at cornerback. How's the vertical game look on offense, says Jeffrey. It looks good. You had Laquan Treadwell getting a nice nine route down the field, stacking Chris Claybrooks and and getting getting behind the defense. And you've seen Dan Arnold push the push vertically, Chris Manhurts. I think you're going to see a lot of pushing the seam vertically in this offense. 
Brad James checks in. Words can't describe how excited I am for ETN. You should be. Everybody should be excited for Travis ETN. Brandon says, how does Shaquille Griffin look? He looks good. I mean, Griff, he's a pro. He's a really good cornerback. He's, at worst, in my opinion, a top 15 corner in this league. I think he's going to be he's going to be good for the Jaguars this year. All right. Does Trevor look thicker to you? That's something I've heard a little bit. I haven't really noticed it. To be completely honest with you, I've been trying to pay attention. I think he looks he looks good, but this is an impressive kid, right? He's 6'5", 6'6", 215, 220 pounds. He's not the thickest quarterback out there, certainly, but I think, excuse me, he has enough, enough muscle to hold up. Where do they mostly have key playing in team drills? Yeah, he's going to be an interior pass rusher um, in clear passing situations. Luke Fortner and Trevor have had no uh, no issues. Rico Sock just asked, how were Luke Fortner snaps to Trevor? Yeah, no issues on that front. So it looks good. Sam says, I really like Juwan at guard and believe he could excel there. If you like him at guard, are you kicking him? Are you kicking Tyler Shatley off the field? You're certainly not kicking Brandon Scherf off the field. I don't know. Uh, I think Jawan is going to give get his chance to prove that he can be a starter here over the next couple weeks, and we'll see how it plays out. Bradley says, I noticed Arnold made a good catch in a clip. I think with Ingram being tied in one, Arnold might become a big presence in the red, red zone. I think they both should be a big presence in the red zone. I think Manhurts can be that as well. I think he's more of the blocking tight end, but to keep him on the field regularly, he's going to have to go out for some routes, and his hands have looked just fine. I uh, Robert asks about J2 Fele. I have not really, really honed in on J2 Fele yet, to be honest with you. Bradley says, we almost have too many good options for our front seven. I don't think so. I think there's just the right amount. You can never have too many options. <laughs> Tyler says, think Spielman showing up means something. Okay, so that's kind of a bit we have going on. There was rumors this offseason about Rick Spielman joining the Jaguars staff as like executive vice president. Um, he's there for media. Like he's covering the practices, plain and simple. I think he's he's with CBS now. But he has been out there, so it is kind of funny. Um, John says, thanks for your efforts to bring us the news. Absolutely. Love to do it. Bradley says, I can see some solid vertical options with Zay and even Treadwell being good on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, Zay Jones. Um, I agree with you. Charlie's checking in. Appreciates the content. Absolutely. Reese says, who does it look like are the leaders on this team? I think Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen. Christian Kirk, uh, Marvin Jones, certainly. Brandon Scherf, certainly. Um, defensively, I think you look at Foley, Josh Allen, like I said, um, Foye Lewican, Shaquille Griffin, Tyson Campbell, and Andre Sisco both bring a lot of energy as well. Cody says, love everything I'm hearing. Well, you're not going to love what I have to say about the kickers because we've got a question about the kickers again here. The kickers struggle today. Both missed some kicks. Um, you need them to rebound. Kicking is such a mental game. 
Santoso has a massive leg. Nevis is very accurate and has a good leg as well, power-wise. You've seen that throughout his career. You got to see these guys perform at a higher level. Otherwise, they're going to need to bring in some competition. All right, underrated says, for a minicamp, who looks better, Winningham or Kevin Austin? Winningham. It's not particularly close. Freeman says, damn, it feels good to have a head coach, doesn't it? Gotta love it. Another, does Trevor look bigger? I think he looks fine. I don't know if he looks bigger. Okay, so stacking, when you're a wide receiver running on the vertical plane, you're trying to stack the cornerback, which means get behind the cornerback. Um, if if you if the cornerback is in between you and the quarterback and you're on a nine route, you're in good position to make a play on the ball and the cornerback is not. If that, if that quarterback delivers a, a well-placed ball and you have stacked the defensive back, you're in a really good position. But yeah, it pretty much just means getting behind the defense. Is Travis Etienne doing a lot of pass catching slash route running, asks Ryan. He sure is. Looks good. He's, he's catching everything thrown his way. Robert asks, is Buster Brown going to be on the 53? It's going to be close. It's going to be really close. There's a lot of talent on the back end, like I said, with, with the cornerback position, with him, with Gregory Jr., with Xavier Crawford, Chris Claybrooks. Um, Trey Herndon, I think, is a lock to make the team. But, yeah. PJ says, yo, you the GOAT. Absolutely. I appreciate that, PJ. Watch you every day. Thanks for always keeping me up to date with the boys. Appreciate it. I really do appreciate all the kind words, y'all. Someone's asking, do you think we could have three tight ends on the field? I don't know about that. That would be really interesting. I think you'll see two tight ends plenty, though. DH says, thanks for the update. Jags fan in San Antonio checking in. All right. Patrick Jackson says, how worried should we be if by Devin Lloyd's hamstring? Um, I'm not worried right now. Ham- soft tissue injuries are the sketchiest ones, but they need to just hold him out. And I know you want to get off to a fast start in your rookie season, but you got to hold him out until he's fully healed. And uh, whether that's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, he's got you know well over a month before the start of the regular season. So that's what I would be worried about. Declinometer says Josh Allen said the same things last year. He just needs to play better. I think there is a little bit more giddy up in Josh Allen's step and a little bit more excitement in how he's feeling about um, what's going on this year. Jeremy says, how is Trayvon progressing as a pass rusher? It's so difficult to tell without pads on. Like I said earlier, I do think he was able to get the better of Cam Robinson a couple times today. So you like to see that, but. Trayvon, he just looks incredible from an athletic perspective, physical size. Just He's a get-off-the-bus guy. He's a monster. Sam says, maybe on day three, drafting a kicker is something we consider. I don't know. I got, I, I feel good about Andrew Mevis um, based on his body of work in college and what you saw from him this offseason in terms of uh, the, the practices that he was doing and and uh, Heath Farwell feeling really excited, the special teams coordinator, about going out and kind of getting to know him a little bit. But, yeah, he needs to perform at a higher level than he did today. 
Brad's talking about Jeff Cotton being his favorite wide receiver during the preseason games. Yeah. He says, I think Cunningham is going to take that role for me this year. It's Winningham. I know that I keep wanting to think Manningham, Mario Manningham, but it's uh, it's Winningham. Juan Winningham. Reese says, which group on the field looks like they have the most holes? Tough to say. It's too early to say. Sleep, relaxing, blah, 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 says, if Winningham outplays Treadwell in preseason, do you think he could make the six wide receiver spot? I don't think anybody's kicking Treadwell off the team, to be completely honest. Percy says Tyson Campbell should be a breakout star on defense this year. I think he should be as well. He really broke out over the last eight games of the 2021 season. I think you'll see him continue that here in Mike Caldwell's defense. Underrated says Luke Farrell was on fire. I, I didn't see that. I mean, Luke Farrell looks fine. I, I wouldn't say he was on fire. We've got Jags fan from Hong Kong checking in. Ballers. Love that. Bradley says, I think Cisco can be one of the most physical safeties the Jags have had in a while. Yeah, he is very physical. But the best part about that is kind of that's the secondary part of his game. The part that really gets you juiced up is his ball skills. Chris Manhurst has looked good. James Reeves asks about him. He made a nice catch today. Don't know that Cisco would have allowed it to be completed in a live setting in a game. But uh, he's looked pretty good. Did you see who it was that Evan Ingram juked out of his boots at the club? No, I'm not sure, but Evan Ingram's going to do that to a lot of people. He's done that throughout his career. Chandler asks, who's been playing nickel so far in minicamp? It's been Trey Herndon. That's because Darius Williams, they're still uh, kind of bringing him back slowly. He's doing positional work, individual work, but they do not have Darius Williams in the team portion of practice yet. Now, Deshae Townsend did say that they were going to have a competition at nickel, but with the amount of money they're paying Darius Williams and with his pedigree that he brings to the table, I think once he's fully healthy, he's the guy. Billy Grant says, hopefully Jags will have some positive vibes throughout the season. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Zach says, not a lot of Chad Muma talk. How does he look? So he looks good, man. Chad Muma, if you didn't watch him in college, he can do everything you need a modern linebacker to do. He's a former safety but that doesn't take away from his physicality at all. He is an elite tackler, like incredibly efficient tackler. And he's really explosive. He's fast. He's smart. I think he's handling everything really well. Uh, Black American mates has Kirk been mostly outsider in the slot? Both. I think maybe a little bit more outside, but you'll see him um, lined up all over the field. What else we got, people? PJ says, would you swapped our late round Gregory Jr. pick for Cade York or Matt Areza? Punt got... I mean, no, the Jaguars are fine at punter. Logan Cook is one of the best punters in football. Now, Cade York, I don't know. I, I won't pretend to have really studied a lot of the kickers. The reason I did study Andrew Mevis was because the Jaguars picked him up and I liked what I saw from him. Uh, I know Cade York was kind of the one that everyone talked about as the best kicker in the draft this year. But I like Gregory Jr. So, um, and I like Andrew Mevis. I would like to see him rebound and get it get it together here. We've got 
sleep slash relax relaxing etc says i live in vegas after two training camp practices. do you think i should bet on us to make a wild card spot Oof, i wouldn't bet i mean i'm not a betting man i'll do some fantasy football that's about the extent of my betting habits but making the wild card it's going to be tough in the afc this year you've got some loaded divisions I think fairly right now, the Jaguars are considered the third best team in their own division. It's going to be tough. Bradley says, oh, shit, I thought Darius was the nickel. He will be the nickel. I, I believe he will be. But right now, Trey Herndon is still working there while Darius gets back. Robert says, do you think Treadwell could emerge and pass Zay Jones? Mm, I kind of doubt it. Zay Jones is a better athlete. Um, I think they really like him. But I think Laquan will be a contributor. I think LaVisca will be a contributor. My biggest question at receiver is how many reps will Jamal Agnew get, um, really, because I think he is a really good receiver, but he's also probably the best kick returner in the NFL, and they really value him there. Underrated says, top five Jaguars YouTubers are Jin Jag, Brett James, UCF Jaguar, Jags Fan Cave, and Jags United. All right, shout out to everyone. Love it. Jeremy Kim says, I think the Jags should use LaVisca in a Debo Samuel type role. I think I think Christian Kirk, LaVisca, Chanel, and Travis Etienne will all have some of that mixed into their game. I'm with you there. Who looks like they could start as a, the returner? We've got that question in here. Jamal Agnew is going to be the returner. <laughs> He's a stud. Black American Maid says, everyone wants, everyone wants everyone to be Debo. I don't think everyone can. Kirk is probably the closest fit athletically. Yeah. I think, like I said, all three of those players I just mentioned will have some Debo elements to their game. Percy says, the fact that we have real depth and competition everywhere on the roster should give everybody confidence about the 2022 season. Yeah, there's more depth than you've seen in a long time. I would agree with that. No doubt about it. And there should be. They went out and they spent a lot. They brought in a lot of draft picks over the last couple of years, a lot of free agents over the last couple of years. So there should be more depth. Debbie Lynn's checking in, says, hi, everyone. Brandon says, do you think we let Marvin Jones go after the year? So his contract expires after the year. He'll be 33 next year. I love Marvin Jones. I've been a big fan of him for a long time before he ever got to Jacksonville, but that's that's a – that's going to be a hot-button topic, I think, after the season. And I'm not sure what they're going to do. Ben says, do you see Agnew playing a big role in the offense again? Honestly, that was out of necessity last year. And while he did play really well, I loved having him on offense. It was fun to watch him. The offense was more fun when he was on the field. I just don't know how much they value that versus what they value, what he can do as a absolute game wrecker as a kick returner. PJ says, do you think Visca makes a big jump this year? Or do you think he gets traded next offseason regardless? I don't think that they have anything in the works regarding trading him next offseason or anything like that when you talk about LaVisca Chenault. But yeah, I think he needs to take a, a leap this year from what you saw from him last year. He dropped too many passes, bottom line. And I think he will. I'm confident in his ability. Overall, I think if I had to predict, I would say you're going to want to continue to use him as a building block after this season. 
Bradley says, I feel like both offense and defense are flexible. Teams might struggle planning against it. Yeah, hopefully you would hope at least the first couple weeks of the season that the Jaguars have a little bit of a leg up and the fact that the the uh, football team, excuse me, the commanders trying to go through every different iteration of their name that I possibly could right there. Uh, but the commanders won't really know what to expect and uh, the Colts, hopefully you feel the same way with that one. All right, what do we got? Black American Maid says, I actually think it's crazy Chark wasn't re-signed, but to each their own. I would have re-signed him too. But I can see, you know, the injuries are frustrating. He might not have wanted to stay here. That's another factor, uh, certainly. Underrated says, would you have taken Kyle Hamilton instead of Trayvon Walker if the opportunity presented itself? Man, that's a hell of a question. I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm going to play the fifth on that one. And it's tough because I I do love Kyle Hamilton. I think he's a great safety. I think he's going to do so many great things for the Ravens. But when you look at already having Andre Sisco, who's kind of a building block at safety, you look at the positional value charts, just how much players are getting paid. If you can bring in an all-world pass rusher in the first round, it is more valuable for your team than bringing in an all-world safety in the first round because you can easier find safeties for more reasonable contracts on the open market than you can uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, edge players. Brandon says, I think Jamal Agnew gets a big contract to stay in Jacksonville. Well, this is only his second year. He has another year on his contract after this year. So don't have to worry about that at this point. Thu says offensively, they brought in a bunch of average player, no pro bowler. I think that Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram can both play at an above average level. I would agree with you that Zay Jones is more on the average side of things. And Evan Ingram is an X factor, right? Will he be the guy that, Everyone thought he was in the draft, which is just this absolute freak show at tight end who's more athletic than everyone else on the field. Um, he showed some of that in New York. He also showed some inconsistencies. Was he surrounded with the best uh, coaching staff and group of talent in New York? No, I wouldn't say he was. So he's an X factor. Can he come in and be consistent? So far, he has looked consistent in the team portion of practices, which is what you want to see. But yeah, I would disagree. I think Christian Kirk is a good starter. I think Evan Ingram has the ability within him to be a real matchup nightmare. Jaguar man says Jag should sweep the Texans. They should, but the Texans are going to be well coached and the Jaguars have not beaten them since 2017. So we'll see. Jaguar man says, I actually thought the Jags would have picked up Antonio Brown. Well, uh, that's interesting. What else do we got here? Bradley says Agnew is honestly so fun to watch. He's incredible in the room. He is, absolutely. Jeremy says it seems like Trayvon Walker isn't talked much about from the general sports media considering that he's the first overall pick. He's in Jacksonville. Uh, people are still more concerned with Trevor Lawrence than Trayvon Walker. But, you know, he just has to go out and play well and he'll get talked about, no doubt about it. James says, when do you think the team moves on? getting a contract done with Josh. Josh Allen was actually asked about that today, and he 
he said, I'm just ready to play football. So I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of progress on that front. I would hope that they would get it done next offseason before he goes into his uh, the fifth year of his rookie deal. Bradley says, I hope to see a lot of Luke Farrell in the Hall of Fame game. You should. I don't think you should see many starters, so you should see plenty of the backups. I'd agree with you there. Randy checks in says, yo, what's up? What's up, Randy? Underrated says, who is your favorite Jaguars YouTuber? I'm a little biased, but <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I have a really good relationship with UCF Jaguar. We've been tight for a long time. Um, Jaguars United does a great job. Brett James is good, too. So, yeah, I appreciate all those guys. Bradley says, our O-line was pretty solid last year. I sincerely believe they could be top 10 this year. They were already tied for 10th on. So when you talk about 10th on least sacks allowed, a lot of that was Trevor Lawrence avoiding pressure. I don't think the offensive line is a top 10 group. I do think they're somewhere in the middle, uh, somewhere around 15 to 20. And with a better coaching staff with Phil Rauscher, with Doug Peterson, maybe they do play at an elevated level. I think that's possible. All right, so I am going to go ahead and close it out here. We've been talking for 52 minutes. Randy says, any big takeaways from today's practice? I encourage you, Randy, to go back and check out the earlier part of this video here. But yeah. I'm going to sign off here. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. And check GenJag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.